Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everybody. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors presented by FMG Suite. More than 40,000 advisors rely on FMG Suite to help them stay connected, build relationships, and grow their business. Now it's your turn. Visit us at fmgsuite.com and schedule a demo so you can see our tools in action. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Lawrence Ford, who's the founder and CEO of Conscious Capital Wealth Management. Lawrence's firm is committed to helping clients align their dreams and values with their money. On its website, it says, our purpose is to provide a financial advisory organization that incorporates both health and wealth and works with the whole person. Conscious capital isn't for everyone, and Lawrence will be the first to admit that. But when you take a closer look at the firm, the firm's niche becomes much more intriguing. Lawrence also has a tremendous passion for ESG investing. And with good reason, more and more companies are pursuing ESG goals because they're seeing it's about people, profit, and planet. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lawrence, Market in Motion podcast, Spread the Word. Hi, Lawrence. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Hey, Lawrence, let's, stage, let's set the stage for everyone. You're the founder and CEO of Conscious Wealth Management, Conscious Capital Wealth Management. Give listeners an overview of the investment support you and your team do for your clients that you work with. Well, thanks, Mike. You know, we, um, you know, we've been called for um, many, many years, uh, uh, zebra in a herd of horses. Right, right. I've seen that. I saw that on your website. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're different out of the gates. So, you know, in a world where, where it's uh, a game, game often about differentiating, you know, we, um, for better or worse, are differentiated when we show up. Um, so the, what we believe in at its fundamental aspect on the investment side, Mike, is that um, the most valuable asset that we possess as a species is our reason for being here, our each unique gift we have to put out into the world. And that is our, that, that is our greatest gift. So we begin and end with that, with our entire investment process and our holistic approach to our clients with our advisors. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, if uh, go uh, check out listeners, check out uh, the website, Conscious Capital Wealth Management, WM. Uh, it really is a, a, a refreshing website to take a look at and really kind of get to uh, see Lawrence and his background. Lawrence has also recently put together a book called The Secret of the Seasons. That's uh, Lawrence, that's on Amazon, I believe, isn't it? Absolutely. You can get it on Amazon through, you know, uh, paperback or um you can get it through Kindle, or you can also, we also have audiobook. And, you know, for those of you who obviously this feels a bit like a shameless plug, but, um, you know, I'm a bit biased, but I think it's a great book and it's very motivational for us who I think, you know, can relate to the journey that I talk about in there where we spend our time, you know, giving to our clients and working so hard to support other people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, um, uh, it's, 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 I think reps always have a reading list and it's great to keep adding stuff to it. Um, 
So Lawrence, on the website, one of the pages highlights uh, one of your firm's goal, which which is to help clients align their dreams and their values with their money, um, which sounds so simple to say, uh, but uh, it, <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's really challenging to execute. So uh, I, the, my first uh, the real kind of a question here um, based on philosophy is how do you give, uh, give the listeners an idea of how you help a new client move through that process when they come to the firm? Yeah, <clears throat> great question, Mike. And, you know, said by, um, as only could ask that question by someone who is actually an advisor, um, because, you know, on the surface, it sounds like it's just neat and easy to do. But all of us know, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of, you know, talk that goes on in the industry, right, about what we do or what we don't do. But right. actually executing with quality control um, and consistency is, is, you know, a challenge for all of us. So I'm glad you asked the question. And let me, you know, I want to say to all of the listeners as well, you know, we and, and this is kind of frame everything that I'm going to say with you over the next little while in our podcast <clears throat> is that, you know, we believe completely in competing together, not competing against each other. So we are an entire open book and always here to share and, you know, receive calls and welcome other advisors and to learn about what we're doing out there. But so to that end, let me give you a little idea. We, we go through a process um, that I've put together called Connect, Dream, Empower. Um, so it's a three-step process, but underneath that seemingly simple process, there's 63 data points of quality control that all of our advisors follow to ensure that everybody gets the that gets the same um, kind of experience. But if we go a layer deeper, which I think you're asking here, Mike, is you know how do we how do we incorporate the dream side of this? Um, you know, we believe, as I said earlier, that everybody's here for a reason, and when they are living that reason, they're happy and they're peaceful. And when that happens, the world's at peace. And so, what we do is we work with people from the real ground zero of why are you here? And we mean that in a very deep way. So we work with our clients to help explore what their unique gifts are and what their dreams are and what they really want to do in the world. And on a holistic basis, which we can talk about later, you know, we support them in multiple ways. And then, of course, we use this thing called capital, um, you know, man's most externally powerful tool that we've created to help support and fuel those dreams. So everything we do with our clients is based on their dreams. We even have clients, you know, produce dream maps and focus on those and then align all of our investing underneath that. Gotcha. Yeah. I, in, in, in working with clients on that type of level, or especially clients that are coming in the door, uh, then I want to talk about existing clients, how you, how you keep reinforcing that. Do you find that people can articulate what they want to do or do they have a challenge kind of really, um, is, is that a challenging question for them can, to, to identify what their dreams are, or their passions are? Yeah, look, it's a it's a challenging question, which is, you know, for me, one of the saddest, you know, state of affairs of our species. Um, you know, we, we somehow been taught that, you know, dreaming is irresponsible and living a life that, you know, is of purpose and meaning specifically for you with your gifts is somehow reckless. We've got to, you know, go sacrifice ourselves out there in the world and make make a buck. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, when when people come to us, they are extremely, you know, excited about engaging in this process, but also need, you know, a significant amount of support through that process. Yeah, I can imagine that, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, you know, anyone who's interviewed someone for a job and asking them where they want to be in five years, that's, that's to some people, that's, that might be the most challenging question of all. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, these days, stop, stop, Mike. Can you please say five months? You know, it's a tough thing. But listen, you know, at the end of the day, all of us know, you know, beyond all of our rational thinking, you know, all of us know what we do, you know, the things that either, you know, I tell people there's a couple tricks, you know, sometimes to snap people out of, you know, being in shock about not knowing what they want to do in life. And, you know, one of the tricks is, I've learned from a, a great master many years ago is ask people what what really gets under their skin, you know, more than mm. anything else in the world. And I'm not talking about your kids being late to school consistently or not picking up. The <laughs> I mean, you know, a deep, deep question of like, what really moves you, right? I mean, what tees you off? What is it that just you can't believe the world is like this? And so it's kind of counterintuitive because you're thinking from a negative place. But if you go into that place, um, often you'll find some magic in there about something that's actually motivating you and calling you somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, kids getting late for school, well, that's a tactical decision, but there's much more strategic decisions that oh, yeah. the, the the stool they're going to, the approach they're <laughs> that that type of stuff. So right, exactly. uh, that's great stuff. Uh, Lawrence, how do, how do, um, Maybe answer this question, maybe in the in the sense that, uh, you know, how the world has changed since uh, since since March. Um, um, how do existing clients continue to get the most out of their financial assets and and really from the uh, uh, and life itself? Kind of is how is the process at your firm? How does it keep um, uh resetting people or helping people establish new goals or um i you know i i, I can look back and think that uh, uh certainly and i think most listeners can would look, look back and say gosh you know they never expected their life to be able to take such a sharp turn as it did in march and april yeah i mean who would have guessed i'd be standing in front of a screen 12 hours a day and and talking to two-dimensional people right um, so you know things have definitely shifted and you know i mean that's that, that's certainly not problematic based on what a lot of people have gone through, not to mention, um, you know, a lot of death and, and misery out there in the world through this uh, terrible pandemic. Um, so to answer your question, you know, one of the things that's very unique about what we do is every advisor who comes on to join us, um, you know, is clearly resonating with our message, right? You know, when I go out and I speak to the industry, <clears throat> I kind of kid around, but it's, it's pretty much a science. You know, 60 percent, it's the old bell curve, 60 percent of the people when I give a speech will say, boy, that guy is interesting. You know, it's kind of interesting stuff, you know, what they're doing with their his leadership and his work at Conscious Capital. And um, then about 20 percent of the advisors in the room will just think I'm just weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, sure. Who is this guy? Um, and then there's about 20 percent that say, you know what, that is everything you're talking about is inside of me. But to structurally put this together. You know, we haven't seen anybody really do it. And certainly, you know, it's uh, my world is so busy. I have a trouble just keeping up with my clients and communicating every day. Um, you know, and those are the those are the advisors that we're really excited about chatting with, either helping them out along their way or if it makes sense, you know, coming and joining our family. Um, but as part of our process to sustain this, what we do is we actually have a, a team based approach. Gotcha. So we, we have a centralized approach. Where, for instance, all of our planning work, we call it our living plan department, all of our planning work interfaces directly with the clients. Um, we have a director of life transition. So if somebody's going through a challenge in life, um, that's, that's available to them. We have a director of physical fitness. We have a director of nutrition. 
um, you know, in our holistic model. So, and then we also do a lot of, um, you know, we uh, webinars um, for clients and group meetings that bring in uh, alternative conversations as well as, um, you know, the, the, the hardline investment side and what's going on in the markets and our tactical management with our asset management team. So the way that we keep it going and the way we keep bobbing and weaving is this, is we believe that, you know, life is not linear, neither should your plans. So we're really kind of, you know, our DNA is set up for this kind of craziness because, you know, we bob and weave on a regular basis with our living plan department. So, you know, they'll say, gosh, you know, we're going to move to Florida now and get the heck out of New York. Um, and, you know, we're going to buy two other homes. Can you help us figure out, you know, how, how we do how we do that, what the effect is and tax consequences and all that. And so we take a lot of that burden and throw it inside of our living plan department with our team that's really does a great job with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at your website, just the uh, the connect power empower the process. Yeah. And it really sets up where you have the left brain and the right brain. And I know myself, I'm much more of a right brain thinker. It, uh, it's a challenge for me to get going on the left side, uh, especially, uh, um, it, it, you know, and I think it's one of those things that either it, it, you, you have to understand what you're good at and kind of seek help what you're not good at. And it sounds like your firm is structured to really kind of, if someone has a great plan, um, you can channel them in either direction. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, we what we do for our clients, we do for our entire organization, Mike, too, right? So, you know, our advisors, you know, we share what our dreams are and we all support each other towards those dreams. You know, remember the old school kind of, you know, what's your pipeline? You know, what, oh, how, yeah. Much, yeah. how much you got in here? What are you going to close this week? Right. So we, we don't do that nonsense. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're a very fast growing firm and we, we have a lot of wonderful metrics and we are very dug into the left brain side. But we're with our advisors, just like our clients, very focused on, you know, what are your dreams? What are your goals? You know, some advisors are very, you know, pretty happy just hanging out with 20, 30 million of assets under management. Other of our advisors, you know, want to continue to crease way over the 100 million and, and build hubs as we grow across the country. Um, so we respect everybody for their different goals. And we do the same thing with our with our clients as, as we go forward and, and have that left brain capabilities, Mike, like you're saying, you know, most good advisors that I've met over my many years in this business are tend to be right brain relationship people, you know, in it for the right reason. They love their clients. They want to help them out. They like relationships. Um, and, you know, it's typically a test for a lot of financial advisors on, on the left brain side to some degree. And that's counterintuitive to the general public. But for all of us who've been in this business for a long time, I think we can all resonate with that with that statement. Gotcha. Well, you know, you touched on something that I want to hit on just briefly. Uh, you, your firm has been tremendously successful, and I wanted to uh, just give you give an opportunity to say, you can, uh, give us an idea of what what you think are the underpinnings of that success. Are you seeing a a shift in the marketplace? Are you seeing a um, uh, how how does the mark how is the marketplace uh, setting up to make a firm like yours successful? I think people are tired of um, well, no. Scrap that. I don't think. I know there's a there's a huge there's a huge momentum. There's a huge wave coming um, that we're in the midst of, where there's you know a drive towards more purpose and reason in life. Um, you know, and it's and it's you know we see it in the investment side where there's you know the 
the external measurements of those that point towards the sign that corporations have more purpose and soul and meaning, you know, and have a great culture in a workplace are things like the ESG, the environmental, social and governance. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are really just symptoms of a core uh, purpose of an organization that everybody's longing to work for. I mean, who doesn't want to work for a culture where everybody actually cares about each other? Who doesn't want to work for uh, a, a company where you actually get to share in the profits? Um, who, you know, who doesn't want to work for a company that, um, you know, if you have a real challenge and something's going on in your life that you've got a family that you feel comfortable being vulnerable about on our weekly calls, which happens all the time. I, I got to tell you, you know, we've got, we've got ex Marines and, um, and a lot of other side too, but we, you know, we, there, it's not rare for us, you know, to have a call where there's some tears going on. Sure. Um, so, you know, we connect with each other in a deep way. So to answer your question, it's really, you know, I've been very blessed with a lot of the, you know, leaders and icons in the industry who are big fans of the work that we're doing. And really what they say at the end of the day is it comes down to one thing and it's, it's culture. You know, mm-hmm. we are, we're authentic. We do this because we care. Um, I do this business because I think the industry is fundamentally broken and it needs a new path. And, and that's what, that's why I'm in it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fascinating. Well, I tell you, you know, the, um, uh, as a person that's been in the industry for 30 plus years, uh, uh, and, and hiring people con- constantly, uh, it's, 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 it's a question now that I'll get from people who are interviewing with the, uh, our firm, they'll, they'll ask, um, I, I want to work for a purpose-driven organization. And they'll put that question back on me and say, what, what are those purposes? So I think some of it's taken root, but it's, it's fascinating that, uh, that has become more of a, um, more of a, more of a calling card, more of a, more of a, almost a required definition that you should have at your fingertips. Yeah, absolutely. And when I when I do some of my um, keynote speaking, I, I challenge, um, you know, when I'm in front of the uh, younger, you know, m- millennials or Gen X or the, uh, the Z um, generations, you know, they really lean into, you know, they're demanding um, that companies are approaching the triple bottom line of, of people, um, profit, as well as planet. And, um, you know, if you're not addressing those as a major corporation, you're going to get wiped out because, you know, we've got a lot of capital flow going there. We've got $60 trillion of, um, you know, assets being transferred, uh, which to a, to a generation of women and millennials who are not going to put up with unconscious behavior corporations. So we all know what that is to on the public companies for stock, as well as our, you know, private equity companies that are out there gaining traction. Sure. Uh, and, you know, then you take it on top of that. The second part of the wave is is with uh, human resources, Mike, as you're talking about. I mean, they're coming in and why not demanding to work in these types of places? So if you're not, you know, if you're not aligned with those things, your stock's going to go down, your cost of capital is going to go up and you're going to have a lot of trouble with human resources. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to uh, uh, the uh, we're going to talk about ESG investing here in just a minute. But I wanted to ask you one more question, kind of to kind of put a bow around more of your training and your background that, you know, as I, as I read this site and I read a couple of the, you also have uh, uh, lawrenceford.org really, which talks about the book and a lot of your background, a lot of the training you've done. You talk about the fact that, you know, a truth is a journey. It's not a destination. I, how do you help 
people with their investment approach understand that building a portfolio takes time and building wealth is a process and they they essentially they have to enjoy the journey it's not a destination yeah well i think that you you, you put all the wisdom into one bucket right there mike i mean you gave me the answer that's it i mean it is it is uh it is a journey it's not a destination and if you don't if you don't wake up to that reality, you wake up, a, you know, a couple of years or a couple of hours or a couple of minutes away from dying and you're like, what the hell did I do with my life? So, sure. um, you know, it is about the destination and that's why it's so important for us, you know, what what people's dreams are. You know, we, we have, you know, we have a wide range of um, clientele, by the way. And, and for those advisors out there that are listening to me, I will tell you right away, I know this is really stupid what I'm about to say. Um, but sometimes I do dumb things because I care deeply. And this is one of them that we do not have minimums as a firm. Um, and, you know, we have clients that range from, you know, twenty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 with one of our advisors, you know, who are getting going all the way to um, some of the largest names you would recognize for private family and multifamily offices. Um, we're able to do that because of our technology and our processes and our, and our wide um, range of, um, advisors. Um, but, you know, it's just mainly because we, you know, we just deeply, we deeply care and we deeply care about everybody's journey to your point, Mike, and that, you know, regardless of whether, you know, you're in the B's or you've got 25,000, um, you know, you matter and what you do matters in the world. And we truly believe, and this is, this is something I want to say, you know, I say this in the beginning, some of my speeches, if I may for a minute, Mike. Sure. Absolutely. You know, for for the advisors right now that are listening to me that are resonating and you, and you know who you are. I mean, the 60% are curious. That's great. We're here. Come check out our website. You know, we're happy to help you for the 20% that think I'm strange. You're probably not listening to me anymore. So we're all good with that. Um, but, you know, for those 20%, especially that are resonating deeply with me, you know, we have such an opportunity to be able to make a difference in the world. And so, you know, imagine for a minute, like it's, you know, August 30th, 2030, and you see yourself picking up a copy of The Economist and you read this, who would have imagined that the greatest flow of capital toward world positive enterprise so far in history did not come through government, foundations or venture funds, but from a mission powered movement of financial advisors and their clients. So, you know, really my message today that are, you know, positive things are really happening in the capital markets to help us move into a more purposeful, happier existence and overcome most of our pressing challenges in the world. And we've got our finger on it with these, you know, two most important things that we have as a species, which is our consciousness, meaning everything that we think of before we do it in the world. And this thing called capital um, that, you know, uh, financial advisors control trillions of dollars and influence trillions of dollars of that. So we really have a powerful, powerful opportunity to help make the world a better place. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating you touch on that. That's a, that's a great exercise to have people imagine what the headlines will be uh, yeah. in a year, five years, 20 years from now. Uh, and uh, it, it, it truly is, I think, a... Um, uh, it, it it's a trend that you really identify, and the, and the next and, and as I mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, uh, ESG, and I think now is a good time to do it because you're the founder of, and chairman of Future Capital, 
a firm that's dedicated to helping people develop the right relationship with money, which I think is, I think I could, the right relationship with money. Uh, it, again, that's a very, it's a small phrase, but boy, oh boy, uh, that's a, that's a hard relationship to master. Um, and as I read the site, I couldn't help but think of the massive shift we've seen towards ESG investing. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I see it. I understand it. Uh, at FMG, we write about it quite a bit. Uh, in May, 311 of the 500 companies in the S&P are included in the ESG index. So um, it's it's a far cry from where we were. I, I you know I I interviewed Amy Domini, which uh, is a name many people may uh, recognize. Yeah. Amy yeah. and her firm were really the pioneers of uh, social uh, socially conscious investing. When I was back in Boston, I interviewed her and. Uh, uh, 20, 25 years ago, uh, could be even 30 if I'm showing my true age, The uh, she had a challenge finding companies to invest in. And the world we live in today, now it's fi- hard to find companies that don't meet that criteria. And they, they've kind of gotten the message that, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Lawrence, that it's, that it's profits, people, and planet. And they have to be accountable to shareholders on all fronts. How does, how does give me a little bit, a sense of, of how you see the ESD how you saw that trend coming and where's it, where's it at and where's it going? Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you asked and um, probably not surprising to the listeners at this point, I have a, a, a fairly, um, uh, let's just say non, non uh, traditional answer to that, I would imagine. Um, but let's see how you react. Um, so just to unpack a little bit about what you said, yes, I do uh, future capital. I'd like to have the advisors take a look and if it resonates with me, come on and, come on and sign up. <clears throat> and um, Mike, it sounds like your dog's ready to sign up too. <laughs> I love it. We were, hoping, we were hoping for that one. Yeah, he's pretty passionate right now. (laughs) Well, go do it. Um, I was getting along with Mike. I was giving a keynote at a climate speech last week, and my dog sounded off right in the middle of my formal remarks. So um, (laughs) welcome to the team, Mike. That's great. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so um, about three years ago, the United Nations came and asked me if I would lead a movement in the nexus of consciousness and capital which was quite an honor and has been um, an extraordinary experience and continues to be uh, with my global leadership I do in that area, which is, you know, my way of giving back. Some people golf, I do that crazy stuff um, instead in my spare time. And so what that is all about is it's about taking, you know, as I was referring to earlier, you know, our two most powerful tools, which is our consciousness and our capital um, and going out there in the world and using those to make the world a better place. So, when we lean into ESG, to answer your question now, um, it's a really, really interesting topic because as many of us know, our industry is like really moves very, very slow. Um, you know, it's not quick on trends. Um, it's like moving a big, big, um, you know, freighter um, that takes a while to turn. Sure. So, absolutely. So, you know, when we talk about there's a paradox here because we talk about the ESG world and we talk about, you know, how it's really up and coming still, even though a lot of capital has flown into it. Um, But I think that, as I was referring to earlier, the environmental, social and governance aspects that we measure now are merely indicators of what I would call a soulful or conscious company which is our future. So in other words, you know, good companies 
Yeah, they of course they care about their governance. They care about their people. They care about, you know, um, teams and they care about rather than pitting people against each other, um, they care about working together and they care about making sure that people are in the right seat in the right company and doing what they love because not just because it's a noble adventure, because that they know when people do what they love, they, they're in their brilliance and their magic with it. Um, they care about, you know, the social aspects of what happens in their neighborhood um, and, you know, um, around the world. Um, and certainly they care about the environmental impact because that, that hurts all of us. And so when we look at what's going on with ESG, it's kind of like, and, and stick with me with this analogy for a minute, it's kind sure. of like, it's kind of like when you have a, um, uh, you know, like a really good actor who goes out and just kills it in this movie. And he does such a good job that he's typecast, right? And if anybody doesn't know what that means, it means like nobody can, like, let's say he was a comedian in that movie. Nobody's going to take him seriously in a, in a drama because everybody knows him as a comedian, right? So sure. he's typecasted for doing so well. And I believe that's in a long way what's happening with a lot of the ESG side. So the reason it's had a little bit of its block is because it's been typecast as, you know, um, and forgive any um, people who drive this type of car. I'm going to make it a little light of it here, but not because it's bad. Um, I drive an electric car, full disclosure. But, um, you know, somebody who, you know, wants to eat the exactly right goji berries and hugs trees and drives a Subaru around all day. Right. So sure, absolutely. You know, that's kind of the typecast of the ESG. And when in fact, what's really missing here, and here's the perspective I want the advisors to think about is really the ESG are just indicators of something that's really happening, a swell that's coming, a mega trend that's happening, which, you know, is evidenced, uh, you know, everywhere. I mean, Larry Fink, the chairman of the world's biggest asset management company made this vividly clear in his recent letter to CEOs, where, you know, where he expl explained that global problems are not likely to be addressed effectively by governments or nonprofits and that businesses must take the lead. And, you know, it's, it's effectively what he was doing, Mike, was putting CEOs on notice. Right. If, Absolutely. If they want investment dollars to flow their way, they'd better get busy thinking about higher purpose for their enterprise. And you notice it's not about ESG, it's about higher purpose. Mm -hmm. So for me, the ESG are just symptoms of how we can measure consciousness or what I call conscious alpha of individual companies. And so where's that puck going to be in, you know, five or 10 years from now? I don't think we're going to be talking about ESG much at all. I think those are just going to be, you know, um, you know, factors that we're looking at stock analysis that just become so fundamental as we're looking at the risk and reward aspects of, of the um, underlying company that, you know, that we actually, the ESG actually goes away and really just moves into a whole different category. Yeah, I think anytime you have, uh, if you have 500 companies and 311 are doing something, uh, if you're not, um, it's about you. It's not about the companies that are doing things uh, in the ESG fashion, like I said, with the S&P companies. And it, it, it shocks me that, uh, uh, that the, uh, the ESG, uh, that, that wave of investing, and as you say, what uh, Larry Fink came out with, Larry, Larry's not going to tolerate investing in companies that don't have a plan to um, either uh, address some of what, what he would consider maybe are there uh, uh, some of their um, – trying to think of a good way to uh, phrase it, some of what he would consider not maybe uh, uh, people, 
planet or a, a profit friendly. Maybe there, there's probably going to be another equation. And I do agree with you, uh, Lawrence, 100 percent that I think uh, the assumption in five years is going to be that firms are ESG friendly or they're going to stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, look, I mean, Deloitte did a great study that said, you know, nearly 24 trillion of wealth is going to be transferred in the U.S. alone over the next 15 years. And these millennials, as I was saying, and, and Gen Zers, you know, they're not interested in remaining unconscious about where they work, spend and invest. And so, you know, they're demanding that this happens. So, you know, when Fink is doing this, it's not because he's, you know, trying to save the world. It's because he's trying to save his company. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so I got one more question, and then we'll wrap it up here, Lawrence. I, I want, I, I have to touch on uh, the notion with a firm, uh, with with a unique firm, uh, you need to put together unique marketing messages for clients and prospects. Um, other firms have unique messages too. How do you, how give me give me an idea of how you stay focused on that niche, and uh, how do you how do you find content, and how do you support that niche, and uh, what kind of what kind of what what works for you in a marketing front? And what is a challenge for you in a marketing front? Yeah, Mike, I'm glad you asked. And um, of course, I would am uh, got to say talk about FMG because you guys have been with us from the beginning. And as every advisor knows, I mean, you've got to, as an entrepreneur, you've got to scrap out what you can scrap out on the way up. Um, and be able to use as many partners as possible. Some of those partners, you know, you 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 move to the side as you mature more and, and can take over those responsibilities yourself. Other ones, you know, you find some real jewels that are long-term partners and FMG has been that to us. And so, and continues to be. So I, I want to just personally um, really thank you for what you've built at FMG because in a world where there's so much, um, uh, how do I use a nice word? My mom told me. <laughs> let's, all right, let me, let's see. Let's, let's reframe this. You guys do a great job. <laughs> uh, that's good to hear. That's great to hear. My mom would be proud. So um, <laughs> you guys do a great job and we really appreciate it. Now, now, um, you know, getting our branding to answer your mm -hmm. question beyond, you know, what we're doing today, you know, of course, you know, you know, we've got we've got, you know, a person who heads up our social media. We've got a person who sets, you know, heads up our some of our branding um, and marketing inside. And as we get ready to grow, you know, as a firm, just to be to be clear to all of you advisors who are still listening and resonating with me, please feel free to contact us because we are getting ready to grow and make a significant impact uh, on this industry over time. So um, one of the things that's difficult that we're getting better at every day and uh, I appreciate, you know, you speaking well of Conscious Capital WM as in wealthmanagement.com, our, our current site. And then my personal site is lawrenceford.org. Um, but I appreciate you speaking kindly of that. We are definitely taking that, you know, to the next, uh, you know, level of iteration um, as we go forward and, and talking to you guys about that as we go. Um, because as everybody knows, you know, you're, you're, constantly upgrading and trying to make sure that you're, you're looking fresh in the marketplace. Um, and you guys do such a great job helping us do that. Now, with our message, because we are so unique and we're saying a message that most people are not using this type of languaging yet, you know, we have to be extra good at it. And so we have a, we have a team that's helping us with that. And we're really excited about circling back with you guys as we go forward with that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be releasing something new. 
Ah, it's great to hear. That's great to hear. I think that, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, at, at FMG putting, helping, it, it's, it's one of our true great joys, helping people with their, helping people communicate their marketing message and, uh, uh, a firm like yours, Lawrence, that has such a unique message. It's, uh, it's a great honor to be uh, working with you. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. And really, I do, do very much appreciate, you know, back in the days when we were, you know, I sold my firm in 2000 and then I came back into this industry to be the change I wanted to see. So, you know, we've been running for, I don't know, we've been with you guys for a long time. And, uh, you know, back when we had a couple uh, couple desks and a file cabinet, you guys were saving our butt and we really appreciate it from the marketing and imaging side. So thank oh, you. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think that I think that message resonates with, uh, I hope, most listeners that uh, at some point that entrepreneurial phase is a, oof, that's a tough one to go through. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence, I, thank you so much for joining us today. I think it was a great discussion. And uh, I want to thank the listeners for joining us as well. It, it uh, I hope this uh, discussion with Lawrence and has broadened your horizons about the industry, what's taken place, the trends that are going to really, I think, transform uh, the industry going forward. And I uh, uh, hope the message resonates with you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.